0: You're listening to Giraffe Kings Network. Folks, Mother's Day is around the corner, and let me talk to you about 1-800-Flowers. I can't wait. Every year to tradition, I send stuff to my mother, my mother-in-law, and my wife because they are three amazing moms. They're better than all your moms out there. You think you have good moms? No, I have good moms in my life. I'm just kidding. This was a little harsh. I'm sure you guys all have good moms too. From your mom to the mother of your children and all the moms in between, this Mother's Day, give back to the ones that have given you everything. 1-800-Flowers helps you celebrate all amazing moms from homemade bouquets, sweet treats, gourmet food, and one-of-a-kind gifts, ordered easily and delivered fresh. For a limited time, you can save up to 40% off Mother's Day bestsellers at 1-800-Flowers.com slash Dan. Don't wait. Order today and save up to 40% at 1-800-Flowers.com slash Dan.
1: Trademarks owned by Beckley. SAB, the CV. Copyright 2024. Proximo. Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly.
0: Welcome to the Big Suey, presented by DraftKings.
1: Why are
2: you
3: listening to this show? The podcast that seems very similar to the other Dan Levitard podcast. I'm sorry, I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> in fact, the only difference seems to be this imaging.
2: I have been tempted in restaurants just walking past tables to grab somebody's fries that if they're just there. That hasn't happened to you guys? I've done it. And now, here's the marching man to nowhere, Fat Face, and the Habitual Liars.
4: Today's episode is sponsored by DraftKings. Stay tuned because you'll hear more about DraftKings and all it has to offer throughout the show. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Billy, if you could Slack me the link to the the gel that makes my my pee, this gelatinous thing that I can carry to one of the trash cans, I'd appreciate that. I'll send it to you. Did you guys ever see Envy? Jack Black? Yeah, isn't there like a spray that they poopery?
0: poo Yeah, where where he sprays poo and then like he makes... I think we
1: have that in our bathrooms here.
0: Well, yeah, but this one makes poop disappear. That's what you thats what you oh, spray into you the toilet to okay. make it smell a little better. I mean, okay. We yeah, have the actual vape, No, no, my brand. bad. It, that's actually called poopery. Yeah. Vapor. Vapor. It was Va- vapor. V- vaporize. vaporize was yeah, the thing yeah. in the movie.
3: Vaporize. Cam Newton's apologized for his involvement in the fight. How'd you experience that as your friend was being ganged up on? I felt bad that I wasn't there with him, right, to be honest no. with you, to yeah. try to help him fend off some of the people. Now, it was a sucker punch. From the videos that i'd seen
4: and still even though as someone that was receiving the sucker punch he was still trying to break up a fight that he found himself in the middle of and the hat stayed on the entire time yeah
3: i mean i haven't i haven't seen this whole thing there's two videos i saw the first one where he was just kind of apologizing for his involvement saying there's too many people depending on him that he can't say be the bigger person and then be involved in something like that and then there's another one that i haven't seen yet uh but I mean, if you listen to the involvement of the fight, it appears he he was kind of talking some crap, which seems normal, I would yeah. think in like most sporting events, but the people that he got in a fight with didn't appreciate how far he was going. I guess I don't know
4: this uh, this fight actually didn't come as a surprise. I've been following I'm on some weird Cam Newton algorithm and he had been beefing uh, with with seven on seven teams out there. There were videos in the days leading up to this 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 built to crescendo where you knew that there was beef. But that appeared to be a sucker punch. Uh, but the most impressive part about that video is, number one, Cam Newton, huge. <laughs> just not someone- Confirmed, To, to ma- a big boy. <laughs> to make the choice, it's it's no wonder why several people went at Cam Newton, because he's the greatest goal line thread in the history of the sport for a reason. As a big guy, and the hat just makes him seem even more big and tough. He, you're, there's no bringing him down. Uh, But he's apologized. I saw that video. And granted, I don't know what's really going on here outside of the videos that framed some of this stuff. I don't really see anything for him to apologize for other than an example. There's children that are fans of his. He is in a leadership position at uh, 7v7 Fields. But nothing really to apologize for. The other people should apologize.
3: Well, I mean... I don't know. I have I haven't seen the second video yet, so I don't know exactly. Did you what let him know that him.
4: you're there and you got his back if that ever happens
3: on here? It's one of those things that like you kind of you want to give him some space, you know what I mean? Like you, when a friend's going through, you want to be supportive but also like from a distance cuz you want to pile on and have them feel like, you know, so like publicly I'd like to say that I support Cam and I'm there for him and all that, but I don't want to bother him cuz I'm sure he's really going through it right now with a lot of people. Like me personally, like my closest friends I'll check in with like twice a year and we're good. <laughs> and I feel like they feel the same way about me. They're Did you like, salute oh, Peter still King. Hey, good. Hell, of hell of a run.
1: Crapola. Yeah, good. Peter, hell of a run. Holy crap,
3: Yeah. I got caught up in the Peter King thing where he was, who was it that he said that he looked like? He said that he looked like he's like oh I feel like Clint Eastwood or something like that. I'm like yeah you look like him too. And I and like you gave me that exact same look when I said <laughs> it. And I didn't I realize like, like at the time he was talking about like an 80 year old Clint Eastwood. And I'm like yeah that wasn't the nicest
4: thing to say. <laughs> they yeah, really they grand though, like you yeah you know every, I was yeah, trying to compliment him because Clint Clint Eastwood. Would, Dude, Clint
3: everyone Eastwood. talks about how old Clint Eastwood looks. Yeah, so I know but I didn't I was no, thinking he's, young Clint Eastwood. He specifically
4: said Grand Torino there to
3: frame the conversation. It wasn't Dirty Harry uh clint eastwood i hear was... about 40 percent of what happens if that so i just am like yeah that's that uh. i just try to agree with people well, here you comes know what I mean? one of those 60 percent conversations because i want to close the loop on formula one uh-uh. I, I happen to think that
4: formula one try was just like shell corporation uh and it, just a whole ponzi scheme and it was inflated because of the pandemic and everyone during lockdown was looking for content and they found it in and drive to survive and it's it's become a template we work in a media company, and I receive at least three Drive to Survive inspired templates. Oh, as and pitches. They've,
1: they've replicated it with tennis, golf, NASCAR. Like they're making Drive to Survive spinoffs of like every other sport.
4: Right. They've all, which is, it's curious that Drive to Survive becomes a template because this is hard knocks, but no one's really replicated the success of Drive to Survive since. Uh, Full Swing was. I enjoyed some of the those episodes on Netflix. I know it's back for season two, but I don't even think Drive to Survive has replicated the success of Drive to Survive. And Formula One, it, it, it was really peaking. It was fastest growing sport. We've heard that in this country with motorsports before, and that it's usually not a great thing when you're called the fastest growing sports because it's unsustainable and you're going from a place that's very low. This is a bit of a niche attraction. Formula One, a lot of excitement down here for the first Grand Prix. Second Grand Prix, not so much. But I'm, they did
1: have higher attendance, apparently, the second year. The second in, year? In Miami. And the attendance has been good, actually, very good oh, at very all good. the American races. They added the Vegas race last year, which was a flop for a number of reasons. Was that well attended? Yes. Apparently it, it was. They said there were over 300,000 people Man. throughout the weekend, I believe. Vegas
3: hated it. Yes, oh, the people correct. from Vegas hated it. That's hated. all they could talk about and when we were there. As the someone, drivers, they hated it. They hated Dude,
1: it. as
4: someone that visited Vegas like maybe three times prior to as they were doing construction, I hated it. I hated this race because it's the strip and they're <laughs> doing...
1: I didn't watch it because it was at 1 a.m. And the qualifying <laughs> ended at like 5 a.m. Eastern because they had that manhole cover issue the first night.
4: I'm familiar, but uh, it seems as though uh, Formula One got one over on us. And I know you, you, you host a Formula One show, but it's really tailed off.
1: I haven't gotten that sense. I feel like it's not uh, it's not like growing as much anymore. Like you don't meet people that are like, oh my god, I just started watching. Like, but I do think that people that are still following it are gonna stick around. Like they're here to stay. Like our audience for DNF has done very well. I haven't really seen much of a tail off in that. Mm-hmm. At least um, the TV ratings have been really good. And again, like it's a it's a good product to watch on TV because it's short. It's two hours on a Sunday morning when a lot of times in the states on, in Eastern time there's not a lot else on really. So it hasn't really, like, I, I don't think it's flopped as much, but again, okay. like, it's hard to really tell because attendance is good, ratings are good, like, our r- ratings have been has solid on our podcast, but um, I can't really tell, like, how many new people are getting into it. If that's the metric, then maybe that is not great. I
4: just, yeah, uh, What I'm doing is I'm not, I'm, I'm doing, I'm approaching this from a very naive place. I just don't hear as many people talking about this, and it hasn't really captured the, the the discourse the way that it used to um but i've got five minutes left in this show and i really want to get into i was
3: worried that we were not going to get to what i'm going to try to squeeze
4: i'm going to try to squeeze it in but i know that we have to hit hit this all right bring john reed in real quick because john reed alleged in a pre-show meeting that he invented something and he hasn't reaped any of the rewards for it i'll let john reed speak to exactly
3: what he claims he invented and you're positioning this all wrong saying he claims he invented as though he did not
4: Well, I'll let the audience be the judge, but John- It's the selfie
3: stick. Chris.
5: Yes. The the selfie stick along with the, the first gimbal for the iPhone.
3: Okay. All right. I, I invented it, I would say, no, around no, 2010.
4: No, no, I'm not going to let you reverse engineer a gimbal here, because you were yes. calling it a selfie stick all meeting long, and then we yes. saw the evidence in question, yes. and then we told you it's a gimbal, I, and now you're making this an iPhone I, I gimbal. I invented the selfie stick first. I yeah. just didn't
5: have the prototype ready. That's all right, true. so
4: let's. Uh, I'm going to let you toss to this video. It's a minute long, so keep that in mind. Y- your claims of inventing the selfie stick was uh, like, it was a practical application. You were in New York, yes. and, and random people came up to you, or at least you thought random people came up up to you. What are we we about to see here? Times Square. Let's just just run the video. This is the invention of the selfie stick. This is the
3: first video with the selfie stick gimbal that you invented. The prototype. The prototype video.
5: Right now, I'm standing in the middle of Times Square, looking at the first prototype of the Jump Rig exclusive iPhone. As you can see, iPhone right here in motion, all day long. Of course, I have a light on it. Hey, hey, I got Beautiful a light. Are you on? Hey. How
3: you, you got doing? A light on it, man.
0: Hey, look, of I, I'm
3: course sure. you gotta like. Absolutely. Yeah, come let ca- we gotta calm down what here. What do you think about up? my iPhone? I like baby. it. I was walking by, you got a
4: steady cam
6: and your iPhone, I had to stop and say something. This is incredible, what's going on man? Uh we getting money. Uh you don't know about it. Uh uh. Uh, they call me the V. We winning, baby. I'm playing around, with my man, and we winning, baby. You know what it is, Daddy? Would you like some sausage? Daddy would, like some sausage? <laughs> uh, Daddy would you like some sausage? Daddy would you like some
0: sausage? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Daddy would you like some sausage? Daddy would you like some sausage? <laughs> Daddy would you like some sausage? Uh. <laughs> Uh, getting sausages. Uh,
5: uh, Yeah, you know, I, I take pride in my inventions, man. That's just one of many. All right, all right, John. Wait, hold on. Couple,
4: couple, couple questions. Number one, that's not
5: a
0: stick. That is not a. Stick. It's better
5: than the selfie I, stick. It's I, a gimbal. It's true. I just true. Well, want
0: the listening audience you, to you know that it a selfie that stick. Just before we get into the nuts well, and bolts, Tom Green stumbled. I, if you didn't tell by voice or by us saying it, Tom Green, the Tom Green, was in that video. Just stumbled upon John in New York. That's beatboxing. my favorite.
4: That's my favorite part about the video because you have graphics that put up Tom Green's Twitter handle, but we discovered that when this person approached you, you had no idea who. I he was. had
5: no clue. You had no idea no that Tom, <laughs> Tom Green no came up to you <laughs> or Daddy. Did you like my sausage? I didn't know that was a real song from a movie. A my sausage.
4: <laughs> I like some sausage. i clue. clueless, man. I'm yeah. So Tom Green it comes up clueless. to you as you you invent this. Uh, it, you called it a selfie stick, and then we correctly told I walked you it back. It, it was a but We found out that the selfie stick was invented seven years before you thought you invented the selfie stick, which your invention was not a stick.
5: Yeah, it was a, a Motorola. St- Listen, nothing counts unless it's an Apple. The, the yeah. Was it 2010 when FaceTime came out? iPhone 4. That's no, what only counts. This right? is not an yeah. Apple.
1: Uh, android I feel thing like that's not a stick the video pans a little there's someone in times square with a selfie stick behind you <laughs> no no, way,
5: no you
4: don't
1: way. think so a
3: telescopic out. extender for compact handheld cameras was patented by Yuida hiroshi and Mima Yujiro in 1983.
5: <laughs> <laughs> the point is, none of this stuff was for sale. I, none of it was available, so I, I got creative, all
0: right? Was yours? Listen, you guys... I'm press. It could have been. I'm not out here trying to invent stuff on the street. Like, I'm out here with the prototype. Like, he said prototype. Look, at least at the time, he thought he was inventing something.
5: I could be living next to Jeff Bezos on South Beach if it mm-hmm. wasn't them stealing my idea. But That's here I am, true. you know,
3: producing well, for who do, you guys. What do we I'm do? I'm happy to be here. Let's sue someone. It's a fancy yes. hangout. Who sue do we them all. sue? But. Oh. There was a at sharp dressed. John's done. It didn't even uh, <laughs> Oh
0: man.
4: It wasn't even super practical. It's
0: uh... like that's just a prototype. That's true. It was just hilarious in our pre-show meeting when John's just like, yeah, I invented the <laughs> selfie stick. And we're I like, what are you him? talking no, about?
3: No, look. I mean, he I, he did. It's it, right there. It's not even extending it. The, <laughs> the whole
4: thing with a selfie stick is you can go far away. Well, that's it's, just it's less pro- convenient. Guys,
3: that's just a prototype. Like, look at, if you go back and you watch Shark Tank when Ring.com was on or whatever, before it was Ring <laughs> and it was something else. It was like a massive thing. But dude, <laughs> That's what it looks like. And then you have version two and version three. And then it, you know, gets smaller and more functional. i an like engineer here. But it's not Billy, extending the camera. If Billy is supporting you, tread lightly. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> For that
4: reason, I am out.
7: <laughs> hey guys, it's Tony. I am very, very, very excited about the NBA playoffs. They have been incredible so far. Taylor, producer on the show, thanks to Game Time, took a 28 hour train ride to a Knicks game. Talking to Taylor, it was an awesome time going to the game, feeling the energy of the garden. And I really want to get out there to watch a game in the garden. And you know how I do it? Of course, the best ticket app on the planet, Game Time. Game Time is an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which makes getting playoff tickets even faster and easier. Prices on the Game Time app actually go down the closer it gets to tip off, with killer last minute deals all in prices, views from your seat, which is a technology I love, by the way. GameTime has tons of last minute deals. You can save up to 60% off buying last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, theater. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app today. Create an account. Use code Dan D A N for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code Dan D A N for 20 bucks off. Download GameTime today, last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed.
6: Don Libertad,
2: you are very comfortable talking about how you met your wife, how much you love her, how important she is to you, and that's the reason that I asked the question. I've always admired that about you—that you are, you have no problems whatsoever professing your love.
6: Well, the thing is, uh, I have a new wife now. You know, me and Bianca didn't make it, so I moved on. We moved on. It was for the better.
0: Both of us Stugatz Things just got a little awkward there Uh, So let me be the first on this show to congratulate you on the new wife, Vince Congratulations (laughs) on, on, on feeling whole, feeling complete, you know Let's talk tailgating, yeah
6: don't be, don't, don't feel awkward, buddy. You know, a day, a no, days. I don't. No, it's I mean, too Dan late does. for that. It's I mean, much too Dan, late for that, Vince. I appreciate I mean... you
2: soothing me in this regard, but I already feel terribly awkward. And then my teammate comes to <laughs> no. my defense with not a question, well, I, I, but congratulations. Just, a, a, just a healthy congratulations. <laughs> and the further <laughs> pointing out of that awkwardness, because he's always good for me in those spots. I'm also thinking of divorce, Vince, after many, many years, 18 years uh, with a partner who does things like that. To you.
3: <laughs> this is the Dan Levatar Show with the Stugats.
2: Tomorrow it is nice to see you. I'm happy to talk to you. And if they're not telling you this as you make the rounds on some of what you are doing, you are a brave soul, sir, getting out there with your feelings and your vulnerabilities and, uh, you know, being somebody who's leading uh, at a time that it can be hard to vocalize your thoughts. So thank you for the work you do, sir.
6: Thank you. I appreciate that.
2: I will tell the audience, he's a six-time All-Star. He's the king of the mid-range. He's a superstar forward for the Chicago Bulls, one of the best players in Raptors history. And what I'm complimenting him on is the work that he's been doing on mental health. He was one of the leading pioneers in basketball, talking about it at a time we all felt a little bit... uh, tested and he's got a new series about mental health on his youtube channel it's called dinners with Demar. he talks to draymond green Dwayne wade Damian lillard and i saw a clip of draymond talking he had uh, uh you know he had to be talked into a thousand times go talk okay. to somebody get some tools can you explain to me please and thank you for joining us can you explain to me why draymond would be so reluctant to be introspective when draymond's a person who's always trying to get better why wouldn't he try to get better there
6: Um, I think we all deal with that, um, to some type of extent, you know, With it could be with anything, you know, um, sometimes I know somebody who didn't feel like they needed help with cooking, you know, um, any little help, uh, is, is always needed. And sometimes you have that pushback and sometimes you need that right person to kind of just give you the insight on how to approach it, you know, and, and Draymond being a good friend of mine, me feeling like I've been through, you know, the ups and downs of feeling exactly how he felt. You know, sometimes you just need to hear that. Sometimes you need that little extra little push to understand that it's okay to go try it out. And sometimes when you try it out, you may not feel it right away. And that's okay too. You know, just take your time with it and feel your way into it. So just me having a respect and a love for him. It was, I felt like it was my job just to try to help him out the best way I can.
2: But explain to me what it is about athleticism, about masculinity that makes it hard to ask for help.
6: Um, I think that's the stigma that we're trying to break now is just being men. You know, I, I feel like, when you grow up, you you always taught to be tough. You always taught to you know not cry, to suck it up, not complain. You know, um, no matter how hard or difficult something is, you you're not supposed to have feelings. And I think it's something that's embedded at an early age. That kind of you know you feel like when when you when you go through life and you deal with so much, you still supposed to have you still supposed to have that same type of mindset. And you know that's not right. You know, and I think us having those conversations trying to break that stigma is something that stemmed from, you know, when we was younger, just being men always have to be tough. Well, how did that work out for you? I mean, nobody questions your toughness. You uh,
2: you emerged from Compton and felt how when you're being told by everybody that you're tough and yet you can't quite identify why you're depressed.
6: Yeah, I mean, it took for me to be 26 years old to to really just stop caring about, you know, um, if somebody knew I was sad or or I was in a dark place or I felt down or I felt I felt alone, you know, I remember having a conversation with myself saying, "Man, I've been through so much. I made it out of Compton, California. I've 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 seen the worst of the worst. I I can never feel less than myself. And it took for me to be 25, 26 years old to realize that. And you know, sometimes it takes time." For you to get to to that point to understand, like, you know, I I, I shouldn't feel less than the individual because I understand all the things that I've been through and how can I be better going forward?
2: Can we walk through some of the details of that? Because I feel like you're hiding quite a bit under the umbrella of I've been through a lot. Would it not stand to reason, whatever that is, by your definition, that you would have some post-traumatic stress disorder at 25 that makes it too much to
6: bear? Um. Yeah, I just, you know, you, you work so hard coming, trying to make it out the urban community that you sweep so much stuff on a rug. You know, I lost, you know, a couple of my best friends to gang violence before I was even out of high school. You know, I lost, you know, uncles, I lost family members to, to, to gang violence. You know, I was it was a point in my life where I went to countless funerals Um, before I was 16 years old. You know, seeing things and going through so much of that. You really don't realize how much it takes a toll on you emotionally and mentally. To later down a down a you know down a line when your whole goal is to make it out of that environment, you know, and in the same token, you're running away from so many emotions that you're leaving behind, and sometimes those same emotions will catch up to you at some point. And for me, that's what it was. You know, you start to see, you know, you see so much of the of the good that life has to offer you. And forgetting how much of the bad that you went through at a young age, too. And those two dynamics kind of, you know, collided with one another and kind of put me in a, you know, tricky place that I had to fight through and understand how could I be better and, and not hide these feelings that I was carrying for so long.
2: Are you talking about avoiding grief? Are you talking about not having any idea what to do with I love this person and now they're
6: dead? I'm a teenager. What the hell? How is this my how is this my life? grief survivors remorse um you know growing and, and leaving people that you grew up from from day one um, behind because maybe they had different you know um thought process on how life should go um I I grew up having a big family big friend a, 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 a huge community of friends and you know when the separation started to happen you you deal with so much grief that you leave behind, so much, you know, um, sadness, so much stuff that was never addressed. Because, you know, for me, I had one goal and that was to make it out. And you realize once you make it out, how much stuff you left behind, so so much stuff you didn't address, that kind of takes a toll on you, you know? And especially with me coming, feeling like coming from two different worlds, been in lead for so long seeing so much of the positive that it has to bring but also not addressing so much of the negative stuff that I had with through you know it took a toll
2: when you say survivors remorse how and when did you identify any of that how and when did that have a name for you
6: um i always felt it you know i think the title really made those feelings come to come to light you know because it was always that those feelings of feeling bad for you know Losing a friend, knowing you know you 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 gotta face that friend's family, talk to them, see see the sadness in them, and you know feeling hurt and and even worse knowing that someone you was close to, you 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 have to see their family grieve, you know, and sometimes they make you don't want to come around or 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 even bring it up because you know it felt like it's just opening up another wound. So it was always a challenge. Um, for me, trying to just find what exactly those emotions was for me and just try to figure it out so I don't consistently be in these dark places and, and and not know why. Can
2: you explain to me sort of where and when and how? Maybe this doesn't happen as an illumination, but you're looking around at your life and you know, I've overcome all the odds. I should and do have great gratitude for the fact that I've arrived at some place other people cannot possibly dream of, and yet I am here in my hotel room or whatever, and I'm not happy. I've got nothing but shit feelings right. on me. Like, what's wrong with me? Like, how how did that reveal itself to you?
6: Man, just some days you out the blue you 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 find yourself just being frustrated, mad, angry, having animosity towards people that didn't even do anything to you. You know, starting to you know have these. Doubts for no reason. These uh, unwarranted aggressions. These 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 moments where the smallest thing will will get you out your character. And those feelings used to happen so much, and it used to make me even more mad because it's, I'm sitting there like, why the hell am I mad? Well, I'm nobody said nothing to me wrong. Nobody did nothing to me wrong. But you have these built up frustrations, this animosity, you know, um, this pushback. You know, you pushing people away. You know, just everything negative for no reason. And the more frequent that happened, the more, you know, I had to look at myself and address so much. And, you know, it's still a challenge for me to this day. You know, it's something that I haven't completely been able to figure out. But, you know, when I have those feelings now, I I try to combat them with something positive and don't let it bleed over and and make it worse for me in any, any other type of life.
2: So your behavior,
6: you didn't recognize it? No, no, not at all. I didn't recognize it, didn't see it. And you, you look back and you know you gotta apologize to the ones that you, you may have said something to or may have gave off a aggressive nature to towards because you going through something unknowingly and taking it out on the next person. So I definitely didn't see that. Is it pushing stuff down for so many years, not even having
2: time for it? Because to get ahead in your game you had to be obsessive compulsive lopsided no time to examine anything uh and then all of a sudden it's coming out as anger and you don't recognize anger because why am I angry
6: that's exactly what it is you know I think people don't understand we growing up the way I I grew up you you only way you know how to deal deal with aggression was with aggression you know and and sometime that aggression played you know a good part when it came to sports and it came to you know channeling that energy to something positive but sometimes when you don't realize where you're channeling that energy challenging that energy towards it comes out wrong you know it comes out aggressive towards people who, who who doesn't deserve it and it's a it's a it's a hard feeling because you carry so much weight so much animosity so many burdens on you that you haven't addressed that that cause these feelings to to occur and it's not fair to you it's not fair to the ones that try to be there for you, to help you. And, you know, it's hard to see when people really are there for you, but you're dealing with so much aggressive and so much negativity on you that you take it out on on them.
2: Can you walk us through here? Because these guys are dying to talk basketball with you. Because I, and I will tell the people again Dinner's with DeMar. It features interviews with Draymond Green, Dwayne Wade, Damian Lillard. He is, it's a new series about mental health. And I don't think people understand the daily stresses that you guys are under. But can you help people understand without. Uh, incriminating anybody the difficulties that came with money appearing for you in your life you get out and now people expect your help for things and these are people that you love and these are people that you do not want to say no to but you don't know how to handle your finances you don't know how to handle wealth you don't know how to handle boundaries can you give me some general ideas of how difficult that transition is
6: man um the word entitlement is a real thing you know um and I don't think many people really understand the significance of the word entitlement. You know, just because someone know knew you at the age of fifteen, their your success is their success for some odd reason. You know, even if they they felt like, you know, they walked with you to school or they they sit in the same classroom with you or family members feeling like, you know, we family. Um, they deserve the exact same thing you you have in You know, if it's one person thinking like that, imagine the family members and other people and and the friends that that feel that way. And and the entitlement thing really takes a toll on a lot of people in our league because, you know, you you don't want to let down family and friends. But family and friends don't put in consideration that they're not the only one asking for something or, or needing something or putting their problems on us where you know we still trying to figure it out you know we work so hard to try to do better for ourselves and we all want to help and want to be there for our friends and family but sometimes it becomes overbearing when when the entitlement you know the entitlement get played on us because people really don't understand what it's like for us how lonely it is how, how frustrating how much we got to give to this game um that it takes a toll you know so i think entitlement is definitely one of the main causes of, of this whole thing.
2: Nobody wants to hear it, though, right? Nobody wants to hear, hey, DeMar's lonely, right? Like, it's, I, a, 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 and what do you mean? DeMar's got the life we all want. What are you talking about?
6: Exactly. Prime example. It's just like I seen Dame, you know, said the other day he was, you know, he really don't have a life. And you see so many people saying, how can you not have a life? You're making X amount of money every single day. And it's like we, we human at the end of the day. It's like a, a quote I read from Jim Carrey, before it was, you know, he wish he had everybody he he wish everybody in the world could experience being rich so they will know and understand that money isn't everything, you know, and, and it's not like money don't solve problems. If anything, money will bring more problems. You know, yes, money makes so much stuff easier for you. In, in, in your life to be able to live comfortably, but that don't take away or, or from all the stresses that it brings, you know, and, and it's hard, you know, it's a tough life, you know, especially when you give your all into to the game and you really care and you don't get caught up in, in materialistic things, you know, um, you realize money isn't everything. Money just brings more problems that you gotta understand how to cipher through those problems that that gives you more of a headache.
2: I understand exactly what you're saying, and yet when I when you counter my, you know, I'm saying to you, no one wants to hear Demar's lonely. No one wants to hear Demar say either that money brings as many problems as it solves. Right. But but right. you're just you're just telling people, just asking people to understand uh, that if you're depressed, or if a loved one has had their heart broken, or if you're grieving, I'm not sure where money's helping
6: there, or how money's helping too much there. For sure, because, you know, like, like you said, the the title may gonna kick in because the next person not gonna care about if you feeling lonely or if you going through something personally or how your day went because they hold this this, this thing over you like, Oh, you making all this money, you shouldn't have no problems. You, you if I had this, I I I gladly do you know, it's all you always hear those stories because, you know, people are so insensitive when it's a dollar sign in front of the main person and and it's and it's not fair at all you know and i think that's when empathy comes into play you know um um and i i feel we lack so much of that because we prejudge people that we see on tv because we think they have it all we think they have a great life we think they 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 live in a dream you know and it you it, it it's so tricky because we live in a time where you 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 look at um, social media and you so people people live a lie so so quick and it, it, it's it's not fair you know and we prejudge by so much false perception of 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 the world we live in that people just take it out on you because they they don't they have less than.
4: Hey listeners, it's Mike Ryan and I've changed a lot over the course of twenty years that you've known me. I've gone from unlikable to well, my hair has changed, but my point is. While a lot's changed over our relationship, there's one thing that hasn't changed one bit, and that's a great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite has sparked this debate way back in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. They keep it simple. It's got undebatable quality, great taste, 96 calories. You know all those things. It's a beer that strips everything away that you don't need and holds on to what matters most. But with Miller Lite, you don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste, and is less filling. It's both those things. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Dan, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.
7: Don Lebatard. We got Afreeny Hardaway.
1: Afreeny, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> who is Afreeny Hardaway?
7: I was trying to read fast. Ud was on the team. Luke Jackson, Bobby Jones, <laughs> The Matrix, that? Sean Marion, Stugats, <laughs> Zo, Shaq, Smush Parker, Chris Quinn. Wait, wait a minute. D Wade. Wait a minute. Jason Williams. They're all right. I mean, stacked roster. This is the Don Lebatard Show with the Stugats.
0: I just want to do a little mid-interview check on you here, because Dan will do this the entire time. If you
4: don't stop
2: for several months,
4: like, I will keep vulnerable, A vulnerable,
2: honest athlete yes, is catnip. It. What the rarest of... Uh, watch everything the, he loves. A, a, a vulnerable, here, honest athlete willing to talk about his feelings. Demar DeRozan, I'm willing to start a live stream with you from right now until the end of time, <laughs> where we will just <laughs> talk about this. But instead, you'll have to take it in doses because he plays basketball. Dinner's with Demar is where you'll get it. But go ahead, get your basketball questions in. I know... To Tony puts you top top wear on bucket getters all time. He's
7: he's in the top 10 bucket getters of all time. DeMar DeRozan. Man, I, I appreciate that. I, Thank and you, I'm going to get I'm going to get your top five bucket getters very soon. But I have a quick fire question for you. Deeper Kobe bag.
6: You or PJ? Me. Kobe. Strictly Kobe's me. Yeah, strictly yeah. Kobe's. Shoes PJ. Yes. But strictly Kobe's me. Wow. <laughs> What's your favorite pair? Um, uh, my favorite pairs probably is, is is so tricky. Uh, probably the ones where it all started. Kobe ones, my favorite. Really, I'm an eight guy. Love yeah, eights guy. Yeah, eights. You can't go wrong. Yeah, eights. Eights for sure. But I think for me, where it all started is the Kobe ones for sure. Give me your top five bucket getters. Now we
7: have some parameters for these bucket getters. You can't say you can't say Michael. You can't say LeBron. It's got to be guys that when you think of you need to get a bucket right now. Are we talking just mid range? No, we're talking everything. Complete game. Everything. But that's the implication. Everything. What do you who do you think of top five guys? If,
2: if I may, just real quick, because I've got follow up questions on on just sneakers. Because I'm curious who he regards as in in the league. I don't know that anybody uh, looks at somebody else and is envious of their collection. Uh, dude,
4: PJ Tucker. He's yeah, he's a demigod PJ, in this game. I
6: mean. Yeah, PJ, you got to as far as being a sneaker king. That's PJ. PJ got it. He he ain't nobody touching him when it comes to complete just. Shoes, because to this day the amount of shoes, like it's been times he Facetime me from a from a house where he don't even live in, and it's just nothing but shoes, wall to wall, filling the ceiling, just to show me certain shoes, like, like warehouses, like, uh, storage, like, who's, who's like, place? like literally a, a house, like literally a, a house that's just no furniture. It's just shoes. <laughs> Kitchen full of shoes. Stairway full of shoes. He's got a trap <laughs> house for shoes. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> so like, shoes in the like, sink.
2: Sounds like he's a hoarder. Literally.
6: And no, but it's it look, it looked like a museum. Like I, I promise you, like he he will tell you it's it's the it's the craziest thing he ever showed. He's me, like. a
4: caretaker of the shoe game, no doubt. Who's the guy what in I the done.
6: NBA
0: that is trying to come for his stuff? Like, no, I'm the guy. Like, no one knows about my shoe collection.
6: I, I don't know. I haven't seen nobody like. How extreme PJ is with the shoes? I don't think it's nobody else because it's been like that since since I've been in the league with PJ. Joe so John-
2: Joe Johnson had a retinal scan to get into his areas, his warehouse areas. Only he could get into his warehouse areas. There's no even urban Jordan legend of, or urban legend yeah. of somebody better being better than PJ Tucker.
6: Nah, not nobody because even, even with Joe Joe was a Jordan guy, so Joe had all the Jordans. Like PJ has. Everything Nike and everything Jordan. Like it's not just one specific, you have all the you have all the LeBron's, all the Kobe's, all the KDs, all the Kyrie's, all the any Gary Payton's, any athlete Steph that Curry's. played in the Nike shoe, even Steph, when Steph was with Nike, he has those. Like, you know what I mean? Like he just- had every nike shoe you could think of it's a it's incredible
2: i want to get back to the mid-range game stuff but can you just tell me or bucket getter stuff excuse me i've got uh, word association in the head uh but grant williams when he goes from lucas sneakers in dallas to tatum sneakers in dallas what kind of offense is that that's it somebody
6: told me that one day and i didn't believe it so that's a real thing well, it, I,
4: it is indeed a real thing and <laughs> he was trying to do a thing dan it was pretty awesome.
6: I, I don't know if he was trying to make it a thing, but I I love it. You know I mean <laughs> I love it. It's, it's entertaining to me.
2: All right, bucket getters. Who do you have for us? All time. You're going all time, right? Tony, you're going all
7: time.
6: All time. All time. And you said I can't use Kobe or Mike.
7: Right. No. You gotta give me bucket getters. Yeah. Not legends. Not legends of the game. I need bucket getters.
4: KD. Can I put KD? You could KD. But that's a legend oh, of the game. Yeah. That's a little high. That's, but it's a a little high. that's though, Okay. A tough. Tough. Yeah, a
6: I'm to like... You can't be on Mount Rushmore
4: and on this button. Like J crossover. Like there that's what I'm go. thinking of.
2: Jay crossover. Like, well, this is, this is what you're doing though. You're 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 privately you're offending Demar by saying he's not KD by saying he's not Jordan. No, you are doing that. I'm we we how are how very
4: say, like, <laughs> that out There's out. a level that. of greatness. It's that. all implied. Yeah, you're you're like you're all time great. You you might end up on some some Mount Rushmores. That's not what we're looking for here. We're looking for the just bucket bucket getters, like Michael Beasley. Great.
6: Thank you. So no no legends. All right, let me see. Uh, Like mainly role players, essentially. Before we
7: even do this, hold on, DeMar. This whole whole thing was born of me telling these guys they weren't real hoopers. They didn't really know about Mike Beasley and how he could give anybody a bucket anywhere.
4: Yeah, me and Tony, we both know basketball.
6: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, Mike don't get enough credit for being one of the most dominant college players of all time. Like – um so I, def- I definitely get your your point of view with that. Let me let me hear your top five so I know what to go if oh, That's, 21. that's what Tony wanted. List. List. I, I won't pick nobody from your top five. Let me hear your top okay, five. Yeah, he so.
2: wants he wants more parameters. He wants yeah. some archetypes that he can
6: have. <laughs> okay, so his so list. we
2: need uh, Jamal Crawford is on there for
6: sure. Michael Beasley
7: for sure. Uh, <laughs> I I don't have my list movie.
4: Michael Red. <laughs> get yeah, he's more of a Bucky sniper. getter, more of a sniper.
2: <laughs> uh, mm. You know what? You not having him turning it on you. And, I know and, he
6: did. He did. And, he and, did. He 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 can't you can't even. You're not even having chest a move. Of, Yeah, your, yeah, your, your top five move. is. What is about empty. playoff Gary Neal? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Playoff All right. Gary, All right. Gary <laughs>
4: Neal, special. What's happening? Right
6: now? All right, I got a bucket. All right, I, I put I put Lou Will in there. Yes, yes. That's another one. Yeah, There you, there you go. go. You're getting the there game. That's a, is is he Lou better Will. than playoff
2: Gary Neal? That's how you play. Lou Williams at the top. This should be the Lou Williams Memorial Bucket Getter List.
6: Oh. Even playoff Patty Mills Jamal Crawford's got it, some words. What about put- I'm putting okay. Lou Will Jamal Crawford? Put Nick Young up there. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's really? Swaggy great great
4: one. okay. Wow. That's, that's a how you great play the game. One. All right. He knows how to play uh, the game. Yeah. Yes. It's, this is exactly how you play the game.
6: Let's see. Swaggy's gonna love I, being I, I on the game. Nick Young. Who I said? I said Lou Will. Uh <laughs> Jamal, Jamal Crawford and Swaggy. Jamal Crawford. Pete. Um straight bucket. This is a good one. This this is a good one. Thank I, you. I want to make sure my list is good. <laughs> <laughs> um
4: Oh, that's a good one. Dion Waiters. Dion Waiters. Dion Waiters. Deion Waiters I don't
6: know oh if he's top god,
0: five. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now yes. we're just playing the he's game. Yes. Yes.
6: No, 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 no. Alright, let me make sure I get this last one. Dion Dion is a good one. Oh my god. Uh, let's see the last one. I'm trying to Do I wanna go old school? Um,
2: He's got a new series about mental health on his YouTube channel. I'm just giving him filibuster time to think. It's called Dinners with DeMar. It features interviews with Draymond Green, Dwayne Wade, Damian Lillard, and more. DeMar DeRozan is here ready to close out this segment with his fifth top five bucket getter of all time.
6: Oh, my God. This is a good one, man. Oh, I know I'm gonna be so mad later on when, it, when other names come to my, my come to my mind. Um,
2: Next week you can call us every day when new names
6: come, <laughs> right, Nick come up. Van come Monte Ellis,
2: Monte,
7: Oh, Ellis. Monte. oh Monte. Monte. Come on, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah,
6: Monte. Thank you for helping. me. This is not oh. how the it.
5: it. it. game is played. What
4: size do you wear tomorrow? I'm gonna throw you some shoes. Thank you. Appreciate that. Hey, three. Thank you. Appreciate it. You, Tony, me. We all know. We all know who. Yeah, you three. We're we're great at it.
3: Hey listeners, it's Mike Ryan, and I've changed a lot over the course of 20 years that you've known me. I've gone from
4: unlikable to, well, my hair has changed. But my point is, while a lot's changed over our relationship, there's one thing that hasn't changed one bit. And that's a great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite has sparked this debate way back in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. They keep it simple. It's got undebatable quality, great taste, 96 calories. You know all those things. It's a beer that strips everything away that you don't need and holds on to what matters most. But with Miller Lite, you don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. It's both those things. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Dan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.